Hey, everybody. Uh, welcome to the show. Uh, we're still working uh, things out here. We're still uh, getting all the kinks uh, together. We're putting in light bulbs, taking off the cellophane. Smells like a new car. <laughs> we had this whole conversation about this before. Well, how would you describe the new podcast? And Sarah would just kind of blast in with smells like a new car. Smells like a new car. <laughs> this is It Happened One Year, a look back at the events, big and small, famed and forgotten from 1994. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't think you realize what you've wandered into tonight. This is a, a landmark It Happened One Year episode. This is a legendary episode, and we have not even recorded it yet. Exactly. I, there's not a lot that I think we have strung through all of the episodes we've done. There's no common theme outside of 1994. There doesn't have to be. Like, 1994 is it. But if there's one episode that we've talked about more than other episodes, it's got to be this episode. This is finally the fabled Biggest Liar episode. We finally made it. And this episode has gone through a lot of changes. <laughs> We've gone through a, a big, you know, series of events to get to this point. And I, you know, I, I th I'm excited to finally do it. I believe on the 30th anniversary episode, I said this was the episode I was looking forward to most that we had already recorded. Because we do have a version of this episode that exists, but it's not great. <laughs> and I only realized that later. It needed some workshopping, we'll say. Yeah. I think that we waited so long to put it out that it actually doesn't make sense anymore. There's there's too many references to the show itself. And this was the third episode we recorded way back in in March. Like it, it's, it was way early on. So not only is it creaky because it's early, but also it it foreshadows stuff that has now happened months ago. <laughs> like it's it's so out of date, it doesn't work anymore. Our bad. How many episodes have we recorded now? I want to say this is the 22nd episode. So like we recorded it a long time ago. Yeah. And I mean, there's not a lot of episodes we've completely abandoned. There's ideas that we, I think we talked about that we, we realized we can't figure out a way to actually tell those in an interesting way. And this episode wasn't that. I always thought this was an interesting episode. But what we're going to do now is this pared down version because I think what was baggy in the first one is, is the, the concept itself. And we were just like, well, we'll cut some of this stuff out and we can just do the interesting part of that episode. Yep. So, but that was, that was another episode we recorded on vacation. That's how long ago that was. We recorded we it. We recorded it the day before the speed episode. Really? So figure how long ago that was. Could like, not have, have told you that we did not record that at home. No, that was, that was out at the, at the, oh. the gold estate. Oh, uh, that out in the suburbs. the greatest. And, yeah, I, I, I like it. I like this as a concept, but it's I don't even know if this is even a fair title now to award because we're only going to talk about one thing, and it's not even the thing that we originally gave the Biggest Liar <laughs> Award to. This is just the more interesting story, so yeah. that's yeah. what we're going to get into. So listeners, you tell us, do you want more liars? Like We could do a part two of this episode and talk about the other story, but we didn't think uh, that was the thing to do this yeah. time around. Frankly, it's not that interesting. If you go it's back not. to the 30th anniversary episode, when I mentioned the biggest liar episode, I think I play clips from the other story, which is the story about these tobacco executives going and testifying at Congress, which is as interesting as it sounds. And we could not throw enough energy into that thing to make it really take off. Like, mm -hmm. 
I didn't mind the way the original episode worked out. It's just aged bad. Yeah. And now we've done so many episodes that I think our system of doing it is pretty set. And I don't really want to throw that weird thing out there. So we're so much better now. You're welcome, listeners. I mean, as I think everyone knows, we have now perfected this this system perfected. of entertainment. Yeah, and I mean, there's no reason to go backwards. We're only going forward. Nope. nope. So you're welcome. So should we talk about the story that we're actually going to tell? I, I, you, are we done with, do you want to do some small talk? I know oh. you, how very much you like to just throw in, well, I want some small talk. <laughs> How's your mom? See, and but this, that's the only <laughs> small talk you have. <laughs> it is. Yeah, no. You got to find an organic uh, segue. That's the real key here. Yeah. So, Not, uh, do you want to change topics? <laughs> that's true. <laughs> so are you prepared to change topics now? Can we stop talking about this? Uh, today is yet another holiday. And oddly, it's not, isn't it? No. Today's a holiday. Uh, I don't like to say what the holidays are because it, it dates when the podcast is. I'm going to bleep this out. Today's f- isn't it? Oh, shit. I'm going to bleep that out, too. <laughs> Honestly, here are the other things that I thought. it Today is, uh, and you can bleep these out, too, but today is technically the oh. It's also <laughs> And those, those two things. And yesterday was those all came to mind to me first. Yeah, a bunch of those things are holidays. Some of those are not. <laughs> but I thought yeah. the good segue would be... I have a picture today... up on my phone of getting ready to post something on Facebook. Great work, dude. That it was... Way to drop the ball on the old holiday. Oh, boy. Usually on holidays, we'll do dealer's choice episodes. But I, I, Sarah didn't even realize this was a holiday. So the hell with that. <laughs> so today's a holiday. You know, and what's the one thing your dad likes to do more than more than anything except, I suppose, drink and 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 throw things at squirrels? Yeah, uh, shoot squirrels actually. But yes, uh, the thing he likes to do the most is golf, and he so plays a little golf. Very relevant to the holiday that we bleeped out. Good luck guessing what it is. <laughs> I guess we got to put this episode out next week. <laughs> uh, but yes, today is. And my dad really likes golf. Those things are not related. Uh, But yeah, so today's story is about the best round of golf of all time. All time. All time. Which I believe this actually was referenced in the trailer episode. It was. It It was. Yeah. The the greatest unverified round of golf ever played. Yeah. Yeah. So um, so let me set set the stage. Coming from a golf family. You you are the golf expert on the podcast. The golf aficionado. I am. I would say my parents golf a lot. My brother golfs some, but not as much anymore. And uh, Joe and I used to go to driving ranges. We did. We once played a round of golf. I think it's the only round of golf we've ever really played where I think Joe's shot double par. I shot par for 18 holes across nine holes. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds about right. Yeah. So I can tell you uh, a hole in one is hard to come by. My parents have displayed all of their hole in one trophies uh, in the house. I'm going to guess and they're going to hate me for getting this wrong, but I think they've stopped listening to the podcast that <laughs> mom has two and dad has one. Is that right? Maybe. Um, your dad's like, has been like the club champion, right? He's been, yes, he has been the club champion. They're not, I mean, they're not like amazing. They golf a lot. They're pretty good at golf. I would yeah. say they have never shot anywhere near the best round of golf ever played, which is a stunning 38 under par, a, 34 for 18 holes shot by the uh, great leader, Kim Jong-il. 1994. 1994. Masterpiece Uh, of golf. Yeah. So the other thing to point out about this is that this was also Kim Jong-il's 
first time golfing. So as you may remember, Joe's first time golfing, he shot par for 18 holes in nine. So, and I'm proud of that. I think that was a pretty good effort for me. Pretty good round. Yeah. Yeah. We were just basically hitting back and forth across from the bunkers on either side. I putted for par once (laughs) in those nine holes. I got on the green, I believe in, in three on one. That was it. That was as good. And then I never played and much like uh, Kim Jong-il never played again. (laughs) That was it. Uh, so yeah, so this like became a thing in, in North Korea, as the story goes, people were like, well, yeah, of course. I mean, he's amazing. Like there are tons of wacky stories about why he was the, the like most unique, supernatural, amazing person of all time. Um, and so everyone in North Korea, as I, as the story seemed to read, were like, yeah, sure. Of course. He thought 38 under part makes sense. The rest of the world was like, uh, mm, no, I don't, I don't think so. Well, the thing about this is that there's actual witnesses. Like they know oh, yeah. this golf was actually played. There, there are, yeah. there's key elements to this story that are weird that like people were there. Like he wasn't by himself. He was the leader of the country. Yeah. And so like he had an entourage with him and like they all stuck to this story that this is what he did. Yes. And remember what I think are three lifetime hole-in-ones across my two very successful golfing parents. Who have played uh, a lot of golf. Played a lot of golf. They three, four times a week, every week, every summer for like the last 30 years, like a lot of golf. Uh, he had five hole-in-ones in this round. At least five. At least five. Yeah. The, the story that, read said five, five oh, aces. I've seen, I've seen it vary that he may have had up to 11, but he had a lot. <laughs> oh yeah. my God. But I don't know the length of any. I don't know how many par fives are out there. Nobody's getting a hole in one on a par five. Even even the divine being himself, uh, Kim Jong Il. Yeah. Or did he? I don't or know. did he? I don't know. Well, I, see, I that's the whole question. Maybe I he can, did. Maybe yeah. he did. I can't actually find a hole by hole score, no. like a scorecard for this round. But right. we do know it was a thirty-four, and we do know it was his first time golfing, and we do know people were there. Right. So what's the story behind how this actually might be a legitimate clerical error as opposed to just a complete made-up fishtail? So what we think might have been happening is that the scorer was scoring him points from par. So like a par would be a zero, a bogey would be a one, and so on and so forth. And it would make sense if you had actually saw the numbers because there's no way dude shot par. So if he had a zero on a hole, then that would clue us into the fact that they didn't score it correctly. But because he probably never had a zero on a hole, he probably never got a single par. Because even Joe, in his only round of golf he's ever played, had done some like driving range stuff and had swung a golf club before that day. And so while he did have one par, he didn't have many. And so the idea is that's probably what happened. And so that would make him actually having shot 38 over par. Which actually makes some sense. Yeah. Yeah, which is about what you shot, I think. Maybe. I don't even know. I still think that's actually pretty good. Like, I think if you took a random person off the street who never played golf, never picked up a golf club, shooting 38 over par would actually be pretty a pretty good day's work, right? Like, yeah. It's not the easiest thing to figure out exactly what you're doing driving wise and stuff. Yeah. But yeah, that actually makes some sense to me. And that then they either stuck to the story because they didn't realize how golf was scored or it was just they couldn't possibly contradict this after it came out. Yeah. But either way, yeah, this became this legendary golf tale inside of like sports, you know, casting circles or just the world in general is that it was such an odd thing that this became this running tale that's has lived on through time in just a wonderful way. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, I think the reason you can kind of believe that this is something that either they, they purposefully put out as inaccurate, but trying to like 
hold to it being true or it was a mistake that they just had to stick to is that there are a number of other things that Kim Jong-il claimed to have done or be a part of that were clearly false. For example, Borosov also says he created the hamburger. That's true. I believe double bread with meat. So who did create the hamburger? Do we not? Do we know it wasn't Kim Jong-il? It was Ronald McDonald. Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, no. I don't know who it was. I don't know who created the hamburger, actually. Is it from Hamburg? Is that really a thing? From Hamburg? Is like Hamburg from Germany and Frankfurters were also made in Germany? Or is this all just convenient? It was all just named after German cities. It's like one guy that was like, you know what city I really liked? Hamburg. (laughs) He lived in like France. Yeah. He was like, let's just call it a hamburger. I don't know. (laughs) Maybe that's just it. We're just lucky that like we're not all walking around eating Munichers because like whatever, just any other random city. I don't know. (laughs) Oh my God, I'm calling them Munichers from now on. I don't know. I've tried to do this many times. I don't think anyone has ever done what I've asked. But listeners, homework assignment. <laughs> Who no created the hamburger? It. No. It happened one year at gmail.com. <laughs> Just saying. I believe the only emails we have currently gotten are Sarah's abortive efforts to start our TikTok account. <laughs> yep. Emails from that go to it happened one year at gmail.com. Yep. Someday that's our TikTok is going to take off. It's gonna, I can't wait. I just gotta, I gotta figure out how to make a TikTok video, but also, uh, the, the North Korean government wanted everyone to know that Kim Jong Il's body was so well calibrated. He didn't use a toilet. Didn't have to. That body was just a masterpiece. It's not science. If you see pictures of Kim Jong Il, I think you'll agree. His body is a wonderland. (laughs) I've seen pictures of him and I would say he used the toilet a lot. (laughs) I mean, I don't know that you can look at a person and just assume how much they use the toilet. What is that guy living off of Hot Pockets? <laughs> well, he was like a bigger guy. Like he was boxy, right? Like yeah, he, he was, was, I mean, he was 5'3", but yeah, he was boxy. Yeah. <laughs> he was, yeah, he, he was like 5'3", 190. It wasn't good. I would describe him as squat. He was a squat man. <laughs> he was. He was like a squat cruiserweight. It wasn't good. It wasn't yeah. a good look. To achieve that shape, you must be eating some things that are probably going to not be great for your digestive system. Just saying A to B to C. Probably. Probably. Yep. The North Koreans, I believe, have also said that uh, he could control the weather. That was uh, a claim made about the Supreme Leader. That'd be handy, actually. It would be. I I don't know. How so? So, like, when it rained, they were just like, oh, it's just because he wants it to. Everything was attributed to Kim Jong-il's whims. What about the, like, natural disasters and things? He was just like, well, you guys should have been better. I don't know that North Korea is plagued by natural disasters, but I would assume it would be blamed on the citizens and their, you know, bitching So does he just control North Korean weather or like global weather? Well, see, the thing is that the way North Korea presented their information about him was also very much like he's the favorite son of the entire world. It wasn't like there's us and then there's them. It was, you know, this whole idea. So I think it was probably that he could control the weather worldwide. And there's no reason to, you know, refute this because they weren't getting any information from any other parts of the world. All the information was coming from, you know, State well, that, television. I mean, that makes sense. If there's a natural disaster somewhere else, they can tell a story about, well, that country, blah, 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 yeah. does not help us or whatever it is. I don't know if maybe maybe where North Korea is situated. I don't, you don't really hear about a lot of disasters in North Korea. I don't, I don't think they're in a, a, a heavy earthquake zone or anything like that. Well, for decades, I will tell you that North Koreans also believe that, that the Japanese stole time from them back when the Japanese occupied North Korea in 1919. And he... Uh, finally righted this injustice by setting the clocks back a half an hour one day in August in 2015. Taking the time back. Getting those 30 minutes back. Reclaimed them back from Japan. Suck it, Japan. (laughs) I don't know why I said it like that. (laughs) 
It's like when uh, when George uh, Bush Sr. used to call him Saddam. <laughs> You'd be like, why is he doing that? Oh, it's so weird. Yeah. Uh, what, what I really enjoy about the Killed and Jung-il stories is that they want to present him as being a god so much that they recrafted his early years to the idea that he could speak when he was eight weeks old. Yeah. And he learned to walk uh, at the age of three weeks. So he, at three weeks, he was peddling around. And at eight weeks, he was reading people the riot act. He was Bodies. telling them where they could get off. Bodies are not capable of, capable of that. Well, I mean, to that point, they also said that he was born on a on a sacred mountaintop. And then when he was born, a new star was formed. Yeah, makes sense. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he's that star. The greatest star the world has ever known. Kim Jong-il. The greatest human being who has ever lived. Yeah. There, I, well, I mean, the famous, I think one of the famous stories with Kim Jong-il mostly because of the way the play the story played out was that he did kidnap this like director and a an actress from South Korea and forced them to make movies because he was this huge movie fan and he forced them to make movies for like 10 years yeah and they finally they escaped at some point uh, during some sort of hijinks where they ended up in Australia or something but yeah he was a big fan and and then I think a lot of North Korea information came from them because they were so intimately tied in with all the high ups and the government inner workings just yeah. from what they were doing. I listened to a, an episode of This American Life about this a while ago, so I don't remember all the details, but he would like meet with them yeah. and like talk to them about that. The, and then he would make them make movies. He was in, intimately involved. Like, it's such a weird idea. Yeah. But, like, can you imagine? I, I mean, I guess this isn't really be that much of a stretch. Let's say Donald Trump kidnapped Steven Spielberg. Oh, yeah. And then happen. he was just like, listen. I want you to make movies, but they're going to be about like the Trump family and how great yeah. we are. And we're going to fight sharks and we're going to fight dinosaurs, but yeah. with our bare hands. Yeah, yeah. That's essentially a Kim Jong-il's move. Totally. I mean, but that I could kind of believe. Figuratively, that's basically what Donald Trump has done to the Republican Party. So he has basically kidnapped the whole group and and bent them to his uh, his fantasy world. He sure has. Uh, we're living in great times, guys. That guy sucks. I, I did like in searching for like lies told about Kim Jong-il or lies he told to the North Korean people. One of them was just that Americans are bitches. Okay. And I was like, fair. <laughs> I mean, that's actually, I wouldn't classify that necessarily as a yeah, lie. It's probably not the first thing I would use to describe the entire populace of America, but it's in the top five. <laughs> well, the weird thing is the, the story I read had the Americans are B and a bunch of stars. So I guess it could be bullshit. I interpreted oh. it as bitches. Yeah. It could but be it, uh, we're a bunch of barnstormers. <laughs> and then the only caption is, is that not a fact question mark? So I don't know what that, that means. That doesn't help. Yeah. That doesn't, uh... Apparently he wrote 1500 books over a period of three years. So that's a wow. lot. Of that's putting in a lot of hours. And he ran the country at the same time? I don't know if this is supposed to be before or after. But yeah, I would think if you're writing 1,500 books in three years, that's all you're doing. I mean, yeah. you're you're morning till night. That's it. But he also apparently wrote six operas. And his biography states that they are better than any in the history of music. Mm. The, six, the six operas of Kim Jong-il, which I'm sure are great. Sure are great. Yeah. yeah. I mean, look, I'm not a big fan of opera, so. Spotify has that. But Alexa, play <laughs> operas by Kim Jong-il. Hang on. That's that. That's just some random song about Kim Jong Un by Rico. Alexa, oh. stop. That's not good radio. No, no, no. Well, I mean, the other thing that he tried to do is help his. Uh, I, I know Joe asked me not to take it too dark, dark here in this episode, but Dry. Um, you know, his, the people were starving, but he did tell people that you could eat sawdust and it was full of nutrients. Ooh. Oh boy. You no, know, you can inject yourself with bleach and that'll get rid of the coronavirus. Yeah. 
Yep. True story. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, at least we had news sources that could counter that. The poor yeah. North Koreans did not have that. It's a shame. I, you know, and I think this is the thing. This has always been my key argument about North Korea. If we really want to drill down into international politics. I know okay. people are actively worried about North Korea is going to like bomb us and we're going to die. But the key thing is that they don't have any sort of organization behind this kind of stuff. And the second they try to attack anybody, the country will be overrun in 30 minutes. They just don't have that sort of infrastructure to really like they can't even keep their people in. So many people yeah. flee to China and to South Korea as it is. Yeah. So don't worry about it. We're fine. They also don't have rocket technology. So there's no way that if they have nukes somehow, they can't get them out of their country. I, I think in the best interest of the podcast, I'm going to choose not to weigh in on this. <laughs> I feel like if we get into a debate about South Korea or North Korea and uh, whether or not they can kill us, which I would vote <laughs> they're going to be able to because it's the only thing they're working on. It's their only, the only thing they're putting any resources toward. They're not feeding their people. They're trying to build rockets. That's the point. I I do not share Joe's don't worry about it approach to total optimism. But but this is how Joe and I typically are. When I am like, I feel like something's wrong with the car. Joe's always like, nah, I think it's fine. Every I, time. I, I have yet to be proven really wrong in most of these circumstances, though. Some of them, sure, but not a lot. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm always right. I'm really not. But when it comes to certain things, like should I worry about this? I'm usually right. You don't have to worry about that. Touche. <laughs> I'm just saying. And I think North Korea falls into that category. <laughs> I'm sure about that. I'm not worried about North Korea. I think it's oh, fine. Oh, good for you. Oh, boy. So I feel like we've listed just a lot of facts. I feel like this was this this didn't turn into the same version of the original episode, but this is much more similar than I expected. I think they're better facts, though. Oh, yeah. No. I, originally, I think we got really tripped up on the tobacco story. And yeah. so that episode dragged into that. And I don't know if we knew how to get out of that. Where uh, clearly the golf story is the more fun story. Yeah. Um, so listeners, <laughs> let us know if this was this interesting by not by rating us. Just rate us a five on Apple Podcasts. But feel free to email us at itappenedoneyear.com at gmail.com and tell us if this was interesting or not. You could add us on Twitter. Yep, uh, it fine. happened one year with the number one. Yep. We don't have a lot of interaction. No. But we do have a lot of Twitter followers. Explain yeah. that. We're also going to be on, on TikTok. Maybe, Someday. If I work Should out. we be on like other social media? Should we get on LinkedIn? Can we put this page up there somewhere as a business? Should we get on Bumble? What is Bumble? <laughs> is that a dating app? Yeah. No okay, one... maybe. It's just both of our faces. <laughs> you have to say. And if people swipe on it, they have to. It swipe takes them right to the episode. <laughs> they have to listen to it. Takes them to Podbean. <laughs> dating apps work, right? Oh no! Look, we've been together a long time. I don't know what it's like to to date in the digital age. When we got together, there was almost no internet dating, right? Like there was like there were some, but there wasn't much. Just hot or not? Was it just hot or not? I think so. (laughs) I think like OK Cupid must have been around then, right? Or or one of those like real remedial early sites, right? Yeah. Is it or is it just like uh, were people still just using like the classified ads, the personal ads in the back of newspapers? Like, what's that one episode of the X-Files with the personal ad? It's like the name of the episode, isn't it? Too Shy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was that was how people were meeting back then. So uh, You're really dating us. It's, we've just been together a long time. <laughs> Every once in a while I think of that. It, was, it seems so easy now. It's like, just, oh, you get on the app and you can just meet people on the app and then you go on dates. Oh, having a good time. You go and you, have, you, share, you share a malted, share an egg cream down on the boardwalk. I'm going to need you to keep believing that dating is really hard. That that works out for me. <laughs> yeah, that's why. That's why I'm staying in this. 
Uh, I'm saying this because you, for some reason, have been willing to do this for like 22 weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what we're doing. <laughs> Touche. Uh, spending our time the best possible way in separate <laughs> rooms talking about weird subjects. <laughs> Okay, I thought this episode was great, and I'm very proud of it. I'm glad we. You have no idea how relieved I am that I finally <laughs> got this in, like, because I have a. I there's the way I think. Like, I am a a little bit like a little OCD about like I want to like have this finished. I want to have that finished. I don't want to have a bunch of unfinished projects laying around. And in like my folders for this podcast for this show, there's always this glaring biggest liar thing that just sits there. And it's never done. And there's like there, I have a line for it on the chart. There's no information because we never finished it. And I'm just always like, oh, I just want to get this out of here. Like, you know, we have other episodes that have sat for a little while that like that haven't come out. But like, it's mostly just I don't know where to put them out. It's not that the episode itself doesn't work. Yeah. And this has always been that episode. So I'm relieved that we're finally finishing. This. Yeah. We can finally I hope you on. include all the stuff about us analyzing why you're still in our marriage and how your mental health is doing. <laughs> Why, why are we now talking about my general mental health? <laughs> oh, my God. The pandemic uh, broke me. So an episode we've got coming up, just, just to tease this, because we Ooh. definitely, this will, this will definitely come out before that one, is we're going to talk about the plagues of 1994, which, again, I'm trying to keep this positive. I wanted to cut out all of the grim Kim Jong-il stuff because I didn't want this to be a downer. So the plagues of 1994, not exactly a happy episode. And there's not a lot. There were some like regional plagues, regional. They wouldn't be pandemics. What would they just be? Just outbreaks of outbreaks. Yeah. Of diseases. Yeah. But there's a couple pretty significant ones. But I thought it would be a nice avenue to talk about what we did during the pandemic. And, you know, those those 15 months, I guess you could say it's over. We were vaccinated and we're kind of doing stuff again. But, you know, yeah. we're, it's more for now. It's more or less over. Mm hmm. So I think at least we could reflect a little bit on that time. And then we'll have this to go back and be like, this is what we did. But I'm a little concerned of how insane it's going to make us look. Oh, yeah. The only thing you can believe about that is that no one was doing normal shit during the pandemic. Like everyone, not everyone started a podcast. That was just us. Almost oh, everyone, everyone, though. <laughs> Almost <laughs> everyone. But like, I think the stuff that we did was pretty normal. Like, you know, we played a lot of games. We watched we binged different TV shows. We, I sometimes recall TV shows that I watched during the pandemic. And I'm like, Oh, right. I, I did watch that. I couldn't tell you how better things end ended, but I did watch the whole show during the pandemic, you know, like that kind of thing. But I lost trust in all of humanity. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, there's that. And like, so I have problems. I feel like I have different hangups now than I had before. And I wasn't somebody without hangups to begin with. True. So I'm a little concerned. Yeah getting back into society. Really, no. it's just kind of nice we're not back at work full time so we can still kind of spend some time doing this. Yes. No, yeah. other people are the worst. Oh, the worst. Terrible. Terrible. But yeah, no, I um I am not who I used to be. But we're going to cover this in another episode. <laughs> so are you just going to call all this put it in that episode? It's probably not a bad idea, but you know what? We're going to leave it. I want I want people to understand the process. This is the process. You know, like, I don't know, I don't know if people know how things, how the, how the sausage gets made in a lot of circumstances, yeah. but like when I was real, when I was really writing a lot, when I was in my writing period of my life, like, I remember people asking me like, exact, like, how does this actually work? How do you actually write super long things and do this and that? And so I think some people are interested in process stuff and uh, maybe, maybe they want to hear that. Yeah. But I mean, I, let's face it. I'm not sure anybody wants to hear any of this. No. Should we change the name of this podcast to from It Happened One Year to Joe and Sarah are not doing well? <laughs> it 
it would actually explain large parts of the, <laughs> the podcast. <laughs> Why are they talking about this? Oh, I get it. They're not yeah, doing well. They're not doing yeah. well. <laughs> yeah. Listeners, if you're there, write to us. It <laughs> <laughs> happened one year at gmail.com. We want human interaction, but not in person. Yeah, ideally not in person. We're actually going to see a bunch of people in the coming weeks, and I'm a little concerned. It's going to be great. Well, on this on this bummer of a note, well, the biggest liar of 1994. We finally oh, did it. I am so excited that this is in the past. So can we give the biggest liar award to the tobacco companies? <laughs> they won it the first time. You know what? They still win it, and we didn't even talk about the story. <laughs> Never forget, tobacco companies are the goddamn worst. Oh, they're terrible. Like, yeah, Kim Jong-il lied about a round of golf. That's just kind of funny. And like, yeah, then the, the North Koreans lied about a bunch of other stuff. But it's still just kind of funny. Like, it's not funny the way they treat their people. It's not funny the human rights problems that they have. But when it comes to just lying in 1994, the tobacco companies still win. Agree. Number one. I mean, we can take the whole, like, 15, 20 minutes of the original podcast we recorded and summarize it with, uh, they said nicotine wasn't addictive. That was it. They testified to that in Congress. Big, big fat lie. I don't think there's a time where we're going to go back and cover that story. No. I don't see what we need to. Maybe at some point in this episode, I might just be able to like slot in some of that and just yeah. be like, and there we are. I believe nicotine is not addictive. Yes. Yeah. Just put like an old timey Vitrola over it so people know that it's a, the previous podcast recording. Yeah. I believe nicotine is not addictive. Yes. Every once in a while, I've done things. I put like little chimes, but yeah, maybe we can make like an old like movieola sound. Like yeah. News of the world. Tobacco executives testify at Congress. Yes. That yes. could work. That, that's perfect. Uh, all right. Well, I'm glad everyone came along with us on this. I didn't realize that we were going to get into serious mental health issues in this yeah. episode. This, I mean, again, it's hard to say whether the North Koreans are crazy or if it's just they're terrified. And so one way or the other, they had to go along with this. Yep. But that did neatly lead us into I no longer trust society. <laughs> yes. And my brain might be broken. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It did. Ah, uh, well. Great job, everybody. Oh, I think you're doing great, Boats. Yeah, I think you're doing great. Oh, thanks, honey. So, thanks for tuning in. It's been a yes. wild one. It's been a long time coming. We have planned this one for uh, many months. This was in the original plan. This was in the, the first couple episodes we ever yeah. talked about. And it's been real weird. Yeah, it, it took some weird turns. Yeah. Do you, uh, you want to do the outro? <laughs> uh, Wango. Wango. What? Wango? <laughs> uh, bye. This has been It Happened One Year. Please take a minute to rate us on Apple Podcasts or wherever they allow ratings. Please follow us on Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, please follow us on all relevant and irrelevant social media. See ya! Smells like a new car. <laughs> <laughs>